Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the third chapter. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. When Jesus had been baptized just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. nice. Kind of cold out, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cold. It's really cold. As the, as the North Pole. As the North Pole. It's getting there. It's getting there. What do we use this for? What is this? Gabriel. To put money in for offering. Very good. What's, uh, what's offering? Michael? Okay, so when we do it here in church, we pass the plate around, and people sometimes put in envelopes, and sometimes they put in coins or dollar bills or something like that. Sometimes they even put in little notes, which is kind of fun. But it goes around, and then we collect money from a lot of different people. What do we do with it afterwards? Does it just stay in the back and we let it pile up? Yeah. We use it to help the church. Yeah. Anthony? Sometimes we collect a lot of coins, like a hundred coins to make a dollar bill. Yeah, yeah, we collect all types of stuff. Does it stay in the back? No. What do the ushers do with it during the service? Yes. Not during the service. They don't count it during the service. Finn. Um, mm-hmm. So money's in the plate. We all got that, yeah. Yeah, they bring it up front. Now why? Why do you bring it up front? Because so you can so you can sing before later and the guys in the red robes can count it? No. It's not just to save it for later. Yeah. No? No? Yep. That's that's the closest we've got so far. Yeah, we lift it up to God, right? We put these things in there not just because we need money, though we do, and not just because it's good to collect uh, for a rainy day, though it is. The stuff we put in this plate is stuff that we consider giving back to God. Everybody repeat after me. 
Giving back to God. Giving back to God. Giving back to God. Now wait a minute. Why are we giving it back? Why, why don't we just give it to God? Yeah. Right, so God gave his life for us, but did God give us $20? Are you sure? There is one understanding uh, throughout Scripture, and that is that everything that we have... Would you all mind looking at my nose? Thank you. Everything that we have is God's. God gave us life and breath and bodies. And God gave us food and parents and teachers. And God gave us places to sleep and places to eat. All that we have and all of creation is God's. And so when we give something to God, we can't give anything new to God. It's already all God's. We give it back to God. One last question. How do we know what to put in here? Yeah. Money, but how do you know how much? Yeah. Yeah, you can mark down how much you put in, but how do you make that decision, Anthony? How do you make the decision on how much money to put in the offering plate? I'm going to take two more options. Ava? We don't know. Finn? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that there's a way of actually predetermining how much money you're going to put in here? Predetermining is a big word. Did you know there's a way <laughs> to figure out how much money you're going to put in here every Sunday? Yeah. Oh, it's a percentage of something. That's right. That's right. Ten percent. Ten percent. There's a there's a very easy way to figure out ten percent. Every time you have a dollar, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Every tenth dollar, put in the plate. Then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Hope oh, number ten, put in the plate. One, two, three, four, five, six. Number ten, put in the plate. Now that gets old, so eventually you have to do math. But ten percent. Every tenth one goes in the plate. Why does it go in the plate? Why does it go in the plate? That's a good point. It goes in the plate not because we need money. Is this just because we need money? No. This is because God asks us to. If God asked you to do something, would you do it? Yeah. Why does God make us do what? This? Hmm. Hmm. Why does God make us do this? God makes us do this because God uses us in the world. God, do you see a bunch of six-winged angels walking around all over the place? No, not, not often. Not often. Do you see a lot of other people... Uh, lining up to do the work of God in the world? No. God uses us. God uses us. And God uses the money that God gives us, and the breath that God gives us, and the talents that God gives us, 
and the time that God gives us. God uses all of the things that we have. But instead of putting everything in the plate, we put ten. One out of every ten in the plate. Yes. Where's the money go to? We're going to talk about that next week. How about that? Because we're going to talk about this for the rest of January. We're going to talk about money and time and talents. Because God uses those. And it's good to do that. We're going to put our hands down. Unless it's a question about the plate. So we're going to put our plate hands down. We're going to say a prayer. But next week, we're going to talk about where the money goes. Sound good? All right. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the stuff that you give us. For a good family and good homes. For money. And for places to be. We ask that all of this stuff, that we would give back to you the things that you've given us. And that you might use those for good things in this world. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for making us your people. In your name we pray. Amen. Jesus. Amen. A few uncomfortable questions. Each year, Trinity has a history of doing a stewardship focus. This is where we talk especially about uh, making sure that we think overtly about the spiritual, the theological implications of stewardship. This happens usually in a month predetermined throughout the year. Can anybody tell me, outside of the Stewardship and Finance Committee, when that month typically is? So we're going to do something new. <laughs> that month is typically in October. And that's a good time, right? Because if we're to give of what God gives us, it makes sense to connect this time to the harvest. It makes sense to connect this time to the things that we're gathering in, to the way that we gather people in throughout the fall. It makes sense to do that, except for there's this little tiny event that happens throughout our community called Apple Harvest. And that's really hard to get people here. It's difficult to have these conversations when there's like, 10 or 15 people <laughs> gathered together. And that's okay. That's okay. There's times for us to go out and do the work that God has given us to do. That is a good thing, and I'm not going to fight that. That would be a strange thing to fight in the first place. However, it is also good for us to think together and to talk openly about our calling as stewards of all of God's creation. And so in January the first month, and in June, the middle month, we're going to do some intentional focusing on what our calling is as Christians, on what we're doing, and on a little bit of self-reflection 
on what's going to come up in 2017 for our time, our talents, and our treasures. We put some things in here, but we don't put all things in here. Today I want to talk about tithing. The 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 goes into plate approach. And tithing is not about, fundamentally, it's not about money. It's not about funding an organization. And it's not about writing any sort of check or finance or anything else. It's about identity. It's about who God is and who we are. Who God is and who we are. In today's text, Jesus' baptism is about identity. We see in the text that Jesus approaches John and John is not ready to have any of it. He wants Jesus to baptize him, not the other way around. But Jesus joins us in our humanity, fully and wholly. Not as a matter of sin, but as a matter of righteousness. God becomes one of us, and God is one of us in Christ's baptism. Who God is, the identity of God, is enlightened and both, both enlightened and blurred in this baptism. We see God wholly, but we see God newly. Where at once God was far off, God is near. And where once God was unseen, God is before us. The identity of God standing in the same river, in the same waters, as us and our sons and our daughters. There is God. The identity of God and the identity of us. Our identity is uplifted in this event because we share the same water. We are washed with the same waters that Christ was washed with. We are blessed with the same blessings that Christ is blessed with. And by the grace of God, somehow we share in those things too. Tithing is about identity. I've mentioned this before, and I'm sure a few of you will remember Melchizedek. The first story that I always think of, though it's not the first story in Scripture, but the first story I always think of in terms of tithing, in terms of giving, in terms of what we do quite often in a mimic fashion through our liturgy, is found in a story with Abraham and Melchizedek. Abraham has just heard the story to get up and go to a new land that God has promised. And so he gets up and he goes, and as you know, if you start walking through a bunch of people's backyards, someone's bound to yell. And so someone yells at Abraham, and they start fighting. He starts fighting with a few kings. I'm pretty sure Lot had something to do with it. And in the midst of all this fighting, eventually Abraham wins out, or at the very least he's able to go. And he feels blessed, and he wants to respond to God with this victory that God's given him. And all of a sudden we see this King Melchizedek. And we don't see Melchizedek before, and we don't see Melchizedek after. But what happens here is that Abraham, seeing the victory that God's given him, gives over to Melchizedek bread and wine and 10% of what he has. And Melchizedek blesses Abraham. 
and they go on their separate ways. Bread and wine and 10% of what he has. This seems familiar. How many times has bread and wine and 10% of what we have come up and then we are promised and re-promised and, and we remember God among us here at the table. Later on we see in Levitical code different times throughout the harvest and different times throughout sacrifice to give 10% of what you have to God. Later on we see that when this isn't done that things don't go very well. Saul, King Saul, we all kind of know him as a king that eventually tried to chase David all around and kill him. At one point, Saul was a good king. The turning point of his kingship, the turning point of what he was doing, is that when he took over a town, instead of giving everything over to God, the soldiers saw some sheep. And they wanted the sheep. And they kept the sheep. The sheep that God claimed, they claimed for themselves. And that's where the kingship of Saul started going south. Tithing is not about funding an organization. Tithing is about identity. God, as the creator and source of all things, and we, as stewards... Putting into the plate is care of God's creation. It's giving back to God so that the creation continues in, among, and around us. But, 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 but. Tithing, 10%, is mathematical. And that can trip some of us up. So let me tell you two stories of my experiences with tithing. When I was growing up, we didn't have a ton of money all the time. And our regular Saturday night conversation that uh, I heard from a couple rooms over was how much are we going to put in the offering plate? And there was one party in my household that wanted to put 10% every time. And there was one party that just didn't think 10% was going to work out every time. And it wasn't because we simply wanted a little nest egg. It was because there just wasn't a way of making 10% go into that. 10% of what you have is sometimes just a little bit more than you can do without in order to survive. And I know, I know that that is an issue that surrounds us and is a part of us on a regular basis. The second story is what I do today. What I do today in order to figure out how much I'm going to put in the offering plate every time is I take the little thing that's printed for all of us to see in the budget of the total amount of pastoral ministry costs, the stuff that's available to me, my salary, my benefits, my compensation, I take the total of that amount, including the fair rental value of the parsonage, I total it all up and I move the decimal point one place over to the left. 
And then I divide that out by the number of times I'm going to be paid, and that's the number of times I'm going to drop into the offering plate that amount. And also, I take the average number of hours that I work throughout the year. I divide those out. I take 10% of that, and I volunteer it at the very least. And also, anytime I'm given a gift, I take 10% out of that, and I make sure that goes. And also, anytime that I find something, anytime that I stumble upon something, anytime that is above and beyond what I can give, I give that as well. And it's not because I'm making up for lost time. It's because I know I've been blessed in a way that my family of origin was not blessed. I know that it's a responsibility when you have more. It's not strictly a blessing. It's not strictly a gift. It's a responsibility when you have more. I am blessed to live in a better house. I am blessed to live in a better lifestyle and quality of living and standard of living or whatever than I ever have before. Not everybody gets it. Tithing is not about being down on yourself if you can't write a check out for 10%. And tithing is not about patting yourself on the back if you can do a little bit more. Tithing is about your identity, our identity. God as the benefactor of all things. And we as stewards. Tithing is a way of engaging in the conversation. Tithing is a way of calling us to action and to consciousness into a place where we actually consider before us all that we have and all that we are, all of our time, working and not working, all of our talents, things that we do on a regular basis and things that we haven't done since high school, all of our money, things that we want to put in a little nest egg and things that we just eke out the door. We take it all. And we consider God's uses and God's kingdom. I know the conversation of tithing is something that hurts quite a bit when you're not in a position to do it. And it's something that's scary even when you are in a position too. But the conversation's important. This January, we look at the theological and spiritual aspects of what it means to be stewards of God's creation. What do you have? What do you hold? What can you do? And what time do you have? Use those for the purpose of God's kingdom. Thanks be to God for all the blessings. Thanks be to God for this calling. Amen.